0: Hello again listeners, this is Annie Rose Malamet, and you're listening to Girls, Guts, and Giallo. I initially planned to release a full episode this week, but it turns out that just wasn't in the cards for me. So instead, I'd like to say hello and make some announcements. First of all, I'm long overdue to give shoutouts to my newest patrons, so here are all 21 new patrons of the podcast. Marissa, Mary Howe, Sarah Patterson, also my best friend, Amanda Robinson, Nico, Kay, Petra, Taylor Daisy O'Connell, Sarah Liff magnus I'm um, probably pronounced that horribly, I'm sorry Sarah, Ivy Sanders Schneider, Sean Mannion, my co-worker, hi Sean, Amelie Ruchalt-Nice, Hilary Post, Thanicia Sullivan, Matt Rogerson, Maria, Kimberly Tuve, Ray Bradway, Samantha Dippert, Allison and Tracy. Thank you so much to all my new patrons. It means so much to me that you subscribe. And again, you can join my Patreon by going to patreon.com/girlsgutsjello. Every month I release a newsletter with the readings I did to prepare for my episodes. I also release a bonus episode once a month on a new release. So check that out. I work very hard on it and every little bit counts. I would like to share some amazing Eyes Wide Shut factoids I received from the user at Pussy Grime on Instagram, amazing name, and I believe that they're a performance artist. These were so interesting, I just had to read them to you all, and I thought it greatly added to the Eyes Wide Shut episode from this month. So here are the messages I received from Pussy Grime. So Alice sitting on the toilet in the beginning of the film, um, bathrooms are a major Kubrick motif, sort of alluding to vulnerability and where our truest selves are revealed. Kubrick believed bathrooms are where all the shit goes down and often makes that so almost obsessively in all of his films. I think Alice's moment in the bathroom is a bit of foreshadowing to her pending confession to Bill. Very interesting, and I hadn't thought of that. The next message I have here, the painting behind Mandy in the first scene, when they're at the party and they're in um, Ziegler's house, I believe it is one of Kubrick's wife's paintings, which are featured throughout the movie, mostly in the Harfords' apartment. Regarding the original X rating, the closing scene of the film was supposed to be of Nicole and Tom actually fucking. This was going to be a big deal due to their notoriety and actual marriage at the time. Rumor has it this scene was actually filmed even though it wasn't included in the final cut. Fascinating. Re Lili Sobieski's role. Eyes Wide Shut, and you know I love me some Lili. She's actually an artist. You can follow her on Instagram. She's got really interesting content. Her character is one of the most obvious uh, references, and it's to Lolita and Savast as a reference to Professor Humbert. I feel like this scene makes a whole lot more sense if it's known that these characters are an interpretation of the main characters from Lolita, but of course with a twist because... Kubrick references a lot of his other films within his films. Since the night shots are supposed to be a dream, the shots of Bill walking outside are of Tom Cruise walking on a treadmill to make his movements seem more airy and dreamlike and trance-like. The Red Cloak character is played by the same actor from another Kubrick film, Barry Lyndon. I believe this does draw some reference between the Red Cloak character and Lord Bullington from Barry Lyndon, and the meaning themes are connected in a weird way. Because Kubrick believed his films were really one continuous story, see the very ending of 2001 and very beginning of Clockwork Orange, his films really explain each other, or at least give you a lot of context clues as to what he's getting at with each film. And because Eyes Wide Shut was his magnum opus, there is really so much connection to his other films in it. Thank you again so much, Pussy Grime. I found that really fascinating. A lot of things I didn't actually know... I think the treadmill thing is maybe my favorite fact, so thanks again, and always never hesitate to send me any messages or emails um, about facts from the films that we cover on this show. I really love receiving them. So if you've been following me on social media, you probably already know that I'll be taking a brief break between podcast seasons. The Patreon will remain active, and but I will not be releasing regular episodes. I'm going to be using this time to record more content. I'm not exactly sure when I'll be back. I'm thinking mid-February, but definitely late, no later than March 2020. Keep up with me on social media. You can find me at GirlsGutsJallo on Twitter and Instagram. And I would also like to take this time to reestablish the core thesis of this podcast. Since its conception, the show has evolved and taken new shape. I originally conceived this show as a way to archive the feminine image in genre film. This is still part of what the podcast is about, but it has become much more than that. Girls Guts and Jello is a podcast about controversial, subversive, and sleazy cinema from a femme leather dyke perspective. It is hosted by me, a lesbian vampire, Annie Rose Malament, and various guests. It is a celebration of trash and feminine perversion. I choose my guests based on their ability to discuss the complexities of subversive representation. I trust everybody that I bring on the show. And I choose them based on their ability to discuss these things, not whether or not they are involved in the film industry. In season 1, I produced 33 episodes, and only one of which featured a straight man as a guest. All of the other episodes featured women and queer people. I am extremely proud of this accomplishment, as this is not common in film pad- podcasting. Girls, guts and jello will always center the voices of women and queer people. I will never compromise that vision. I do have a few episodes coming up with straight men as guests, including one on Chasing Amy and one on the film Kids that I believe will be fascinating and nuanced. I am extremely thoughtful in choosing guests and films to cover and will continue to showcase people that I believe are in line with the mission of this podcast. I also resolved to cover more actual Giallo films in season two. For season one, I really let my guests pick the films they wanted to discuss, and it just kind of worked out that no one picked a Giallo film. For season two, I am going to be guiding the guests a bit more in their selections and really honing in on what I want to cover on this show. That's all for now, listeners. This time of year is difficult for most people. I hope you're all being kind to yourselves. So get under the covers on a sleazy movie keep one finger on the remote and a few on yourself and enjoy and i'll see you next season